Will Hauk here with the Roots Rednecks and Radicals podcast, and I got a doozy of a show for you today. But before we get to that, I want to remind you to uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, whatever listener you're listening on has some sort of subscribe thing. So do me a favor and hit that subscribe uh, button. Also, if you're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, I'm on all those platforms. So give me a follow, search it up, roots.rednecks.radicals, and you'll find me there. Now, let's get into this episode. Matt Anderson has a new album out, and it sounds absolutely fantastic. His band is stellar. The background vocals, the rhythm section, everything is just killing it and the songwriting is amazing and matt's voice is just oh my god it's so good you got to check it out so i had a chance to chat with him about this new album and uh, his music his songwriting all that kind of stuff really really great guy to talk to and uh, i know you're gonna enjoy this album so let's jump right into it here you go well, the new album is called Big Bottle of Joy, and uh, I just honestly love the title of that album. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what the title means and, and, and why you chose that for the record. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend uh, a few years ago at a festival, and um, you know, he's always been a big supporter. And he said, Matt, you're just like a big bottle of joy when you get up there. And I always love that. And uh, when we put this band together, it was... Uh, that's the first thing to pop in my head. You know, everybody who was on that album is a really good friend. You know, we've all sat around the supper table together, all been on stage together. And it was just, uh, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. You know, every time we get on stage, it's an absolute bass. It's fun on stage, fun off stage. So just seemed to fit everybody really. Absolutely. Well, the, the new music videos on, on YouTube, I was watching them, uh, last couple of days and, uh, they definitely fit that title for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're honestly, they're, they're just some of the best people to hang out with and it's, you know, be able to play with people like that on stage. It definitely comes through. Absolutely. That's cool. Well, I, I found this quote interesting to um, uh, you. We were talking about the, the band. Uh, you said somebody told me a long time ago that when you put a band together, you need to make yourself the weakest musician. And uh, I, I, just thought, I thought that was fascinating. I was wondering if you could uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about, um, I guess that came from uh, camera who we'd seen in concert and really said, you know, you can anybody can be like that you know you have a good band you know the, the front man kind of you know co coasts on that for a lot of it and for me that that's that's always something that stuck with me you know he said you know make sure you surround yourself with people who are better than you it lifts you up and uh there's not a slouch in that band you know uh, i definitely have to uh, work to keep up with the players in there you know a lot of them have their own careers going on and uh yeah no they're just absolutely fantastic and i, I love having to work to uh, keep up with my band instead of you know looking behind me to see where they're at i'd rather chase them <laughs> Definitely. That's fantastic. Well, you also collaborated with a lot of great songwriters on this one. And um, I, was, I was wondering about how, how those uh, collaborations came about. Uh, just, I mean, a lot of it came from the situation and really with the pandemic, you know, it was kind of like you're forced to work with people close to home, not forced to, but pretty much forced to, I guess, really, that's how the band came about too. Um, so, but it was just something I took advantage of, you know, and I love getting to write with people. We were on the computer a lot more than before, you know, I wasn't on the road, so it gave me a chance to write more with other people. And uh, I love doing that. I love, uh, for my first few albums, I did all just by myself and I started to find myself ripping off my own ideas after a while, <laughs> you know, I kind of started doing the same thing over and over and, great way to do that was to find people i love their writing and uh get them in on and get their influence yeah that's a good way to do it for sure 
um the the song uh let it slide um is one of my favorites from the record and i, I love how it has this great kind of soul feel to it and uh, the message is fantastic as well um about being good to each other i think that's a great message we need to hear um in the, in the world we're living in i was just wondering if you could talk about that song and kind of where that one came from yeah i wrote that with uh, carlton stone and dave sampson uh, a couple buddies and just when that had come out was when uh, Supersonic had did that whole call and answer kind of video. I can't remember which song it was. And uh, we really dig in that. So that's where the idea for the call and answer with the girls came from on that one. And other than that, it's just, yeah, the idea of, um, you know, not getting caught up in things that aren't your concern. You know, I think a lot of people fall victim to uh, sticking their nose in a business that isn't theirs, especially, you know, with being online, you can, you can put your name face in anywhere just to stick in and say your, say your, uh, say your piece. But I don't think you need to. A lot of people would be cool if they just let things slide and let things happen and, and stay out of the way. Absolutely. It's a great message for sure. Um, uh, another one that was, that was great was uh, what's on my mind. And um, I, I think that's just, just a, such a great song. It got, it's got a great groove to it. Um, incredible lyrics and the background vocalists um, are, are stellar on that one. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering if you could uh, talk about that one a little too. Basically that one boils down to, uh, you know, be good to each other. Don't be a dickhead really <laughs> to put it in its simplest form. form it's just, uh, I guess at that point, you know, uh, around here, it, it, a lot of people were just getting really wrangly, you know, really hard on each other. It seemed like people forgot that we can be good to each other and, and you know, and get to a better place. And it seemed like people only thought we could get to uh, a solution by fighting. And I think there's definitely other ways to get there than that. For sure. Yeah. One of the things I noticed when um, the pandemic, um, when people started going back to shows, um, uh, you know, the pandemic's not really over, but when people started mm-hmm. getting back together is um, just the the energy of the crowd and how much people missed being in the audience um, at those shows. And um, I think uh, all of us being apart really played into the the, the tension and, and all the stuff that happened, you know? I Yeah, I definitely think when we got back playing, I definitely found people it seemed like people felt good to be part of something positive again, because you know, we've all been part of this thing that for the most part was really negative. You know, there was, there's positive pockets, but it was, uh, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about music. There's no, um, you know, if you go to a football game, you're cheering for one side or you're cheering for the other side, you go to a concert, everybody's on the same side. Everybody just wants to have a good time. And, and I love that vibe. And I think people were ready for that when they got back out. For sure, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in um, influences because there's so much um, uh, groove to your music. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of interested in, in um, where, do you, where, where do you think a lot of that comes from, uh, the, the kind of funk soul vibe that that's uh, in, in a lot of your songs? Uh, a lot of that was the band, you know, that we picked, you know, that we've all um, got our own things, but also find a lot of common ground on that kind of music, you know, and we, it's, it's, uh, it's not hard for us to put on a piece of music and all of us know it, you know, or know the whole album kind of thing. And I love that kind of stuff is always what's moving me the most, you know, I've always loved uh, roots and soul and blues music, you know, I, I love folk music too, but you know, I think blues and soul is kind of folk music with a groove is always kind of how I thought about it. And I love that. And that band, you know, that we put together for this is just perfect for those kind of things. You know, it's, um, yeah, everybody's got their ears on, you know, there's, there's nine people on stage when we play and if it was the wrong nine people, it would, it would be, it would be pretty rough, but with the right people, it, it's just magic. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. Now you, you collaborate with people and, and, and write the songs, but how does that normally um, flesh itself out with the band? Do you, do you bring them fully written with lyrics and then uh, present them to the band or, um, you know, do you guys kind of work on it together? How, do, how does that process usually work for you? Um, a couple of the tunes I wrote with people in the band, but other than that, when I show up, unless it's something that's going to be really tricky for a certain player, um, 
like one of the tunes on there, Aurora, that's totally piano driven. So let my piano player hear that first. Cause I kind of said, you know, we're going to be following you on this one. So you need to know what's going on. But other than that, I just show up with my acoustic and, uh, just play them the song and then we just start running it. Nobody hears the tunes before we get in the studio that day. And uh, I really like that vibe of people having to react to music. You know, that's one of my favorite things about, about playing. You know, I've done albums where we do the overdub thing. And after a while, it feels like you're singing to a karaoke track, even though it's your own track, you know, you kind of know what's coming. So uh, some of my favorite moments are, you know, when the, you know, the girls react to what the guitar player is doing and they change what they sing. I change what I sing, you know, and it's all really organic that way. I like it. Yeah, that's cool. I love the way that sounds too. Well, the, the last thing I wanted to chat about was uh, on an island, and um, that one has this uh, beautiful gospel uh, feel to it. Mm-hmm. Which, um, man, I just wish there was more of that out in the world today. Um, it <laughs> reminded me of the War and Treaty. They they do that gospel thing uh, right. really well, and and I love that. Um, yeah, I was just interested in in um, in that, that song where it came from and uh, why you chose to to put that one on there. Uh, that one was written by uh, Brian McKinnon, Carlton Stone, and Dylan Guthrow, a band called the Port Cities here on the East Coast. And I had them in Germany with me, opening for me on a tour. Heard them play just about every night, and then I kind of forgot about the song. And then about halfway through the pandemic, I was on a song circle with Bria, and she played it again. And I remembered how much I loved it, and I asked them what they were doing with it, if they'd recorded it, and they hadn't. And to me, that was just a, a chance for to get a great song on the album. I actually love singing that song. And the gospel vibe, I mean, the girls just bring that. You know, they... Um, they grew up in the church, you know, their, uh, their father's a minister to grandfather's a minister. Like they're, they're steeped in it. And it's just, it's just what they do. And, and the band locks into stuff like that. And actually have, uh, two other preacher kids in, in the, in the, in the band that I think of it. So yeah, gospel is something we definitely, yeah, definitely seeped into everything. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's a fascinating thing that I, I don't think people talk about enough about that. The, the, um, it, it, it's black churches and, and white churches as well. Just the, um, uh, the amount of musicians that have, um, kind of been brought up in that world and then, you know, later went on into, to become musicians. It, it's kind of a fascinating yeah, I, thing. I think, um, I don't know if, if people look into it enough for sure. Like you said, but I mean, the amount of musicians we wouldn't have had if we didn't have them going to the church first, you know, I mean, Ray Charles, you know, anything, you know, any of the, like the blues music, it was all influenced by that. And, uh, I feel pretty fortunate. We had the girls come out, uh, their father's choir come out. So we had, a, you know, a 15 piece gospel choir with us on one gig and that oh, wow. there was nothing that was going to top that. It was just amazing. That's cool. I like that. Well, uh, the, the new album's coming out um, this week, and uh, it, it sounds amazing, but um, I'm interested in what you're doing uh, the rest of this year. Are you going to be uh, touring pretty heavily behind it? Uh, any other projects coming up? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the, the next six weeks is going to be the album tour across Canada, um, and that'll pretty much take us into festival season, but I got some more stuff coming up in the States, going down to open up for Tab Benoit. Got some shows come up with him, which he's really great. I love his stuff. And uh, probably more stuff in the States again in the fall, it looks like. So, yeah, just uh, just getting back on the road, really. You know, I won't be, probably won't hit in the studio until sometime next year or maybe even the year after, I guess. Just how it depends how things all play out with how much I'm on the road. Usually I go into the studio when I get sick of playing when I'm playing. It's just like that's when I know it's time to go back in. For sure. For sure. Do you, do you make it out to the West Coast of the U.S. very often? Yeah, we just started out in uh, Seattle. We did Oregon and then went through uh, California, New Mexico, Arizona, ended up all the way over in uh, St. Louis. That was okay. just last month we did that run. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, where yeah. are you at? I'm in uh, um, in Carson City. It's just south of Reno, Nevada. Okay. So, yeah, Lake Tahoe, uh, Reno area. I'm trying to think how close we got to there. I know we almost stayed in Reno one night, but we had to push through because we had some press come in. But, yeah, yeah, right on. Probably San Francisco, probably the closest you can. Okay, yeah, I've done San Francisco. Um, we didn't on this run. Pretty much, we just did LA and a couple smaller things. Did Baker City, okay. I think some, 
yeah, but yeah, it was it was a good run. We did about I think we had twenty shows in twenty three days. In that okay, one. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, five thousand miles. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you road dogs. It's impressive. Yeah, I, I'm always I'm always, whenever I talk to artists, I'm always encouraging them to come to Reno because everyone seems to go Seattle to San Diego and they never pop over the hill and come to Reno. And right. So, you know, it's a, it's kind of a bummer to see that happen all the time. Is there is there much is there is there much of a scene in Reno? I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, the casinos kind of make it a little weird, um, to be honest. Right. Um, so because they have kind of their own entertainment thing that they're doing, and I think it yeah. kind of sucks the energy out of stuff. But we got some great venues in the area, nice. like both Lake Tahoe and Reno have some really really cool venues. Oh, okay, I played Lake Tahoe with uh, just before everything shut down. When I was there with uh, Steve Miller and Marty Stewart, like an outdoor amphitheater kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's Harvey's outdoor amphitheater. Okay, yeah, I been mean, something like that. Yeah, were you, were you opening for uh, Marty Stewart? Yeah, it was Marty Stewart and Steve Miller band. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I did probably thirty two shows with them over the over the summer of that year. Gotcha. That's it was fantastic. a blast. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was two guys I listened to as a kid, I and mean, Marty puts on a monstrous show. Man, that band's just fantastic. So. That. So I, I I haven't seen him yet, but I was um, out at a festival and he played the day before and all the sound guys were telling me, they're like, did you see Marty Stewart? And I said, no, I, I didn't make it. And uh, the sound guys were like, that was the best sounding band I've ever mixed for. I heard like they're, they're incredible. And uh, yeah, I mean, cause it's, they keep it so simple. I mean, Marty has, you know, this, it is, it's a, it's a telly going into an amp, you know, his guitar players, the same bass and it's four guys who can sing their asses off. Mm-hmm. Amazing players. I mean, they just, it's one of the best four pieces I've ever seen, if not the best. You know, they just the music they make is just, it's just so good. I mean, I just got to sat back and watch the show every night. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, best seat in the house. All right, man. Well, um, if people want to find more about you online, maybe buy merch, find out uh, tour dates and stuff like that. What's what's the best place to look for you online? Uh, it's stubbyfingers.ca. Okay, and you got all the stuff there. Yep, it might be madanderson.ca now too. I know we couldn't get that for a while. That's why we went with Stubby Fingers, but that's okay. usually the one I click on there. So. Awesome. Okay, man. Well, I love the album. Sounds great. And I wish you the best of luck out there. Cheers. Thanks, Will. All right. Have a good one. All right. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and tell a friend. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.